Latino. And I said, get a dictionary. And he said, okay, I got a dictionary. And I said, now Google the word Reza. And he's like, he's like, why would I Google if I had a book? That's what he said. And I was like, ha ha ha, I got you the Latino way. (laughs) You did sneak that through me. That was pretty good. I liked it a lot. That Uh, was so, Victor, uh, you were telling me about that day uh, that you were. Should, do you want to tell the folks at home how? Which like, day are you referring to? Oh, you're giving me a look like you know. I don't no, 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 I don't know. Don't talk oh. about it now. Now you oh. have to talk about it. Now oh, you have uh, to talk about it. You were telling me about that day you were hitting the road, right? And you saw a hitchhiker, and you were like, "Oh my god." So then you're like, ah, and then you came back from the road and you saw the same hitchhiker and you were like, oh my God, I feel bad. So I I want to go get him some water or something because no one's picked him up and it's been like three days. So you drive all the way back to a gas station, you get water, and then you drive all the way back to the hitchhiker and you realize it's not a hitchhiker, it's a scarecrow. Well, you're missing out the most important part that I hollowed out that person i turned them into a scarecrow that's the part i murdered them i'm just kidding none of that happened Keith, i don't know what the hell you're talking about (laughs) there's a scarecrow that's what happened to me keith that did not happen to you i swear i swear to god i didn't tell you this i thought i I know you've probably mistaken a scarecrow for a person yeah so here's what happened (laughs) why did that scarecrow look so real dude okay so when you're driving and you drive past something and you just see it in your corner of the eye you don't really see it you know what i mean you just see it so i saw a a hitchhiker like with his hands in it outside and i was like oh this guy's trying to find a ride somewhere because it's on the way to sacramento you know it's a big middle of nowhere so like yeah. 50 miles to the next town. And I was like, I feel bad for him, but I'm not going to get murdered. So I kept driving and I did the shows. Right. And then I come back Sunday and I'm driving back and I see the exact same guy wearing the exact same stuff, the exact same spot. And I was like, oh, my God, no one's picked up this guy. And it's been three days. I feel terrible. So I got water and I drove another 50 miles because I felt so bad for him. And I stopped and I was like, it's a fucking scarecrow i just bought a three dollar jug of water for a scarecrow so then i had to drive another 50 miles back like i put 200 miles on my car just for this fucking scarecrow for the record that wasn't me no i know i was (laughs) i was trying to like throw it on you like victor how dare you get a scarecrow confused for an actual human being yeah. Thank God she wasn't like thick or your type, you know. You're like, hey, what's up, girl? Well, he was made out of straw. So, oh. is there girl scarecrows or lady scarecrows? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. What what should we call a girl scarecrow? Like a, like uh, I don't a, know. I, you would think scarecrow is like a unisex type of name. Yeah, yeah. Or or what would you call a trans scarecrow? A, a, a scare raven. Yeah, something like that. Something. Yeah, there, yeah. there we go. These ravens and crows aren't the same thing, but they're kind of similar, but they're not. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Hope it'll get canceled on the opening remarks. That'll be something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll be something. They start talking about scarecrows and trans. Canceled. 
Victor's biggest fear is getting canceled. And I'm thinking, dude, if I get canceled right now, that's all I got. Anyways. I don't think it's canceled as much as I don't want people to be like, hey, it's that guy for saying that one thing that was obviously misinterpreted because I am an angel. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. You know what? Uh, have you heard of these? Uh, these? Uh, it's like you make your own soda. And you hit the button, and it's like it carbonates the water. You know what I mean? Have yeah, you know? like like a soda dispenser machine type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I got my mom that for Christmas, and then I went to the store today to buy Pepsi because I wanted to try it, and I made my own Pepsi. Yeah. Dude, it tastes not like Pepsi, but it tastes pay Pepsi like passable. Like so it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good, but it was passable. Where it's like, hey, if you don't have Pepsi and you have a fucking make your own soda machine. <laughs> Dude, who the hell wants to make Pepsi? If you got a soda making machine, you would just make cola, right? But Pepsi has their own soda you can make? Oh, that sounds yeah. Weird. Is it like hey, a powder or what is it? It's like a syrup. Oh, oh, no shit. I'm fucking dumb. Yeah. yeah fucking... And, you, and you pour it in and it grinds it. It's like... And then, uh, you know, we don't release the video for these reasons, folks. But I just did a bad impression of a blender. And then you... Uh, they you, heard it. Oh, they did. <laughs> Anyways, subscribe, rate, review. If you enjoyed the opening remarks, we got a great guest, a comedian. Uh, he tours with Mark Norman. Um, he has a new special that's coming out. Uh, it's called Andrew Youngblood. I'll tell you this, the great... Andrew Youngblood. All right, Victor's just leaving me on that. All right, excellent. I thought you were pressing stop. Andrew Youngblood's here. Hey, Rifters, just giving you a heads up. Andrew Youngblood's special has been announced and it will be released on Mark Norman's platform on March 28th. So go get it. Enjoy. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. And Andrew Youngblood is here. All right, excellent. We did opening remarks before you came. Yeah, I don't know what you guys said, but I uh, we, like an idiot. No, no, I'm we're gonna it. we're gonna edit it. We said. Uh, Andrew Youngblood's the best comedian of all time. He's here via Zoom. And then you were trying to come in and we're like, best comedian yes. of all time via Zoom. And that, so oh. we're going to edit it together. So, best comedian of all time, Andrew Youngblood. That's me. Hey, what's uh, up? Hey, hey buddy. Guys, how, how are you, man? It's been a Yo, while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, so, how are you? I, uh, I, I, uh, I miss you. I wish I could go yeah, back man. to Houston, and and uh, that was one of the best weekends I've ever had is meeting you, man. Oh, that was really sweet. I think that's just because you got Whataburger for the first time, though. You're obsessed. Oh yeah, yeah, Victor. Have you ever been to Texas? Oh, this is Victor. He's the he's the trusty sidekick. Hey, what's up, Andrew? How you doing? What's up, Victor? How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. I like I'm, I'm I'm feeling kind. Sorry. I like the dog. Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, we were at the small dog park. My dog's the one in the pink. She's a chihuahua. 
And this great Dane just showed up out of nowhere. My dog was the only one that wasn't scared of it. So nice. that was that was pretty sick. But no, I've never tried Whataburger. Oh, um, it is so good. Andrew doesn't there's, believe. That's just, there's a big uh, there's a big debate. It's you know Whataburger versus In and Out because you know you guys are all In and Out out there. Yeah. And, uh, we we just started getting In and Outs, and so now it's a big thing. Like which is better? Whataburger is definitely better, but you know. Yeah. I heard Five Guys was the best, and Five Guys sucks. Like, I don't care where it's at. I've had it in – it's just – I've never had a good time at Five Guys. It's not that great. I Is it even in the competition because it's not fast food? You know? No, like, it's, it's, not, it's not in the competition. Five Guys just does – Wait, Five uh, Guys isn't fast food? No, fast food is where you go through a drive-thru. I thought it was yeah, just like a Johnny yeah. Rockets. It's like a glamorized type of uh, fast food place where you pay more money and have to tip. No, in fat. My, yeah, yeah. In my head, fast food. You gotta have a you gotta have a driving through situation. Otherwise, yeah, it's not fast food. It's it's a uh, considered cheap diner food or something like that. I don't know, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, anyways, Andrew, I wanted to talk about uh, your comedy because. What I know about you is I think you're you're so funny, and I know you just filmed your special, and we're, we're going to get into that. But other than the, the three days I hung out with you, I don't know much about you. And what I do know is I love. So I wanted to know more about your adventure on how you got into this business and what made you so oh, good, yeah. you know? Well, it, you know, the making a good part, that's uh, still out debate but uh i think but, you're uh, great man I, I appreciate it thank you um i mean i just always love comedy i I waited too long to get into it though i didn't yeah. start until i was i think 29 is when i finally started comedy and that's just because i was scared to go on stage and then yeah. uh, i did it and then i just kept going up every single day and the first man the first five to six years i gotta be honest i was it was brutal like I, I bombed a lot, a lot, a lot. But, you know, every, you know, when you first start, if you don't bomb every 10th set, you're like, I can do this. At least I thought I could anyways. And so I just kept with it. Just like, you know, I, I think I, I didn't do anything that anyone else didn't do. You know, I just did like, uh, you know, they tell you the best way to do it is just go up and do it. You know, yeah. the best way to headline is to just go up and headline. When I remember when I first started, like, doing longer like 50 minute sets and stuff like that i was nervous and i text all my headlining friends like any advice and they're like the only advice i got is just go up there and do it because that's the only way you can learn how to do it yeah yeah um but uh man i was I, you know i just grew up watching comedy all the comedy central half hour specials and uh you know eddie murphy delirious was the first special i really watched like as a kid and uh, and I remember watching it. I probably watched that special a hundred times in my life. And wow. I think it was just the funniest thing in the world. Um, which I know is also kind of stereotypical because it's such a big special. But I think it's, I still think it's one of the best specials. No, I. I... Up, you know, if you can get past the obvious 80s words that he'd get in trouble for now situation. Yeah. It's still one of the best specials that exist, if you ask me. No, I agree, but I also, like, I'm going to go backtrack on that because I feel if you give Eddie Murphy a, a special now, I don't think he would be able to be as good as he was back then. You know what I mean? I, I think you're right. It's tough, man, because, you know, there's there's been rumors, right, 
every every year or two I hear we we hear a rumor like Eddie Murphy's getting back into stand up, right? Like you hear that, or like he spotted at the comedy store or something. Like yeah. you hear these rumors that it's gonna happen. And I don't I mean obviously I'd watch it, I'd be very excited for it, but I'd also go in being like, There's no way. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like there's no way it could be what it was. Yeah. You know, but uh yeah, that'd be tough, but I but I'd be very excited for it. Just like I am. I mean, I get excited for. I mean, I get excited for everyone's well, not everyone's special. A lot of specials. I got excited yeah. for the new Chappelle special, and that was a little disappointing, but I was still excited for it. You know. Yeah. Um, Are you excited for Victor's special? I didn't know he had one. Oh, <laughs> neither did I. Neither, neither did I, Andrew. I didn't know I had a special coming out either. Jesus Christ, Keith. The brick. Um. Uh, yeah. but no, I agree with what? you. Um, I uh, yeah. I mean, I have a special, and uh, <clears throat> I I I actually tried to record my second one, but I got heckled the whole time, so I didn't. Yeah, telling me. Yeah, so it sucks because I have to find a different venue to do it at because I don't want that bitch to come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, where was it? Was it in LA you recorded it? Or it was in Huntington Beach at the rec room, the, the comedy club that I co-book. And uh I just I just can't do it there now because now I have this fear that she's gonna go back and just really fuck with me. So there's no way she'd come back though, right? Like she's not like stalking you. That would be wild. No, I mean uh I don't know. I think it's just a fear I have. Like like I I just because I lost a lot of money on it, you know, plugging it and stuff, and she just ruined it for me. And it's like I don't know if I want to take that chance again at that club. Nothing against the club, I mean, but like it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's sure a, like though, right? Couldn't you just be like, you're not allowed in? <laughs> like I, I don't, like, I don't know her name. I don't even remember what she looks like. I just remember she was a bitch. Man, you know what's funny <laughs> is uh, there, so we we recorded four. Four uh, shows, right? uh -huh. and you know I have kids, and uh, you know my uh, the mother of my child came out. Oh, showing you some support. Yeah, in the middle yeah. of the second show, a phone goes off, and it's her. It was it's her, her phone. phone going off out of oh everybody. my god, her phone goes <laughs> off, and I'm like, I'm like, whose phone is that? What's going on here? We're recording a special. And then I see everyone like looking around and then looking towards her. And then I see her like digging through her purse, embarrassed. And I go, Oh my God. I was like, We have a kid together. What is wrong with you? <laughs> it can't go. It can't go. It's not going to make it into the special, but I, I feel like it'd be really funny for an outtake during the special. Oh, a blooper, like a blooper. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There, are, there are a couple little bloopers in, in there, you know? Yeah. So you so you did four shows and you recorded at the Secret Club in in Houston, which yeah, is Secret Group, which is one of your favorite clubs. And uh, yeah. and uh, so like, how did you you know like how how did you like obviously when you got the dates you put a lot of time and effort into it. Like, how is your your promoting tactic to get people in? Like, how because oh, you're man. from this, one, this was weird because it was. Uh... You know, it was, I did it in about a hundred cap rooms. Uh -huh. uh, once you had cameras, it was a little bit less than that. And then I just, uh, I was actually pretty lucky. As soon as I announced it, 
I, I moved about 50% of the tickets like within days. And I was oh, like, that's awesome. Nervous. I think, Great. you know, I've been in Houston for a long time. Everyone kind of knows me. And so I think people were a little bit excited and, you know, they saw me. I got so many messages. Like, I remember watching you suck, you know, <laughs> like they mean it in a nice way, but they're oh like, God. they're like, you're so good now. But they're like, I remember this girl came up to me after the show and she goes, that was so good. It's so good to see you up there and killing it. And, you know, cause back in the day I used to watch you and you just weren't good. And I was like, what it, I gave you your comp. How do you, has anyone taught you how to compliment someone before? Cause that's not the yeah. way to do it. That's <laughs> but, a, that's a compliment sandwich. We like to call it. Yeah. No, that's brutal. That's like a backhanded compliment, to, so to speak. It's just like, oh man, you're so great. Thank God you don't suck like you did before. Thank God you're yeah. shiny. And it's uh, God. I At least I'm oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. Oh man! I but I did this festival in Houston, and they did a review of the festival afterwards. This was probably my third year in the comedy, and uh, and the review of it was, to, it was written down all the comics they saw and like what they thought of each one. They get to me and they go, "Andrew Youngblood, not as bad as you'd think." <laughs> And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I, used to, I actually have it on my website as like in, under reviews. Yeah. I got <laughs> Well, Andrew, I, I I say this with all, all seniority. And uh, mm -hmm. if I didn't have like a gig that weekend you were doing, I was actually going to go to Houston and, and pay a ticket and go support you because I was so, when you told me you were doing it, I, I don't know. I just really admired that because that's how I did it. And I just thought, oh, my God, like I could tell you have a good heart in it. So I was really, really proud of you. I actually plugged it on riffs a few times. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. I, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping some people came out from that, but I uh, I do appreciate that a ton, man. It, it meant a lot. Uh, the The support that I got from a lot of comics that I've met along the way was pretty awesome like it was yeah. really nice and uh it's a uh, it was a good feeling for sure you know yeah. it's uh i think it's rare to feel supported in the comedy community by other comics a lot of times yeah yeah it's, it's like a rare feeling yeah especially with white comics us whiteies we don't really stick together yeah you know? and i think that's kind of it's just the fact like other ethnicities you see them and they're like it's always great. I think it's an amazing thing. You'll see like an Indian comic bring up an Indian comic and you're like, good for you. I'm really like, that's awesome. Yeah. And white people are like, let's just leave each other alone. And we don't really give a shit about each other. But it was, this is really nice, you know? Yeah. Well, see, maybe that's different for me because like, see, Victor doesn't believe me, but I'm Latino. So like, I, I like, uh, I like supporting the, the whiteies, you know? Cause I like to be well, white. I got a I got a Latin kid, so that's why you're. That's why you, we've got a kinship. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah. 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 Are you really Latino? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what raises a is a Latino last name, and and oh, everyone. Yeah. Duh, of course. And nobody believes me. Like whenever someone sees my name, they're like, "Oh God, another Persian guy." And I'm like, "No, I mean it's also a Persian guy, but it, it's also a Persian name, but it's also a Latino name." You know. Yeah, you just you're so white looking. You know? Yeah, you really yeah. Out. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, that's because my biological parents were uh, white. But okay, ah, bad joke. Go. Were you adopted? No, no, I was making a bad joke. Nope, just a joke. All right. Yeah. 
they can't all be winners, Andrew. But uh, yeah, well, hey, that, I know that for sure. I was <laughs> thinking, uh, when it when when is the plan for the special to come out? Beginning of March. I'm actually I just got my first uh, round of like stills with promo and stuff. I actually uh, I'm waiting a little bit. I actually might be posting something today, and I'll, oh. I'll send you guys some things. So when this comes oh. out. That would be awesome, man. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, I wanted to make a suggestion. You know how, like, you said that this uh, person wrote you and this girl came up to you and they gave you backhanded compliments? I think you should film a whole bunch of backhanded compliments and put it at the end, like, as a blooper. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. There was, you know what, there was a cameraman on me when she gave me that compliment. So there's oh. a chance that I have. Oh, my God. It would be beautiful. That would be, be great. So that would be awesome, man. Okay, so you, this is your first hour special too, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm cutting it down. I think I think I'm gonna release about forty of it, but uh, but still, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm you're... at a point now where I'm uh, I'm out doing uh, nothing but new. Yeah, and it is brutal, man. I am oh. just going up there and bombing all night long. Uh, <laughs> all these different sets, I just go up, I just eat shit, and oh. It's rough, man, but it's like it's like trial by fire, you know. And it's funny because I'll do a whole set where I just bomb, and then just for my own like feelings, I'll be like, "All right, let me throw in an old joke." I'll do an right. old joke; it'll murder, and then I'll be like, "Oh God damn it, I got nothing." I got nothing but, new. but but I think that that's a problem for a lot of comics, especially maybe not like headliners on on the level of TJ or Mark Norman or whatever, but guys on our level, you know what I mean? I think it's because stage time is so you know it's kind of hard to get it so when you get you either want to do great but then you want to try the new stuff and then if you're trying the new stuff you feel you're not doing good if it's doing bad you know what i mean yeah 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 it's uh you know i talked to mark about this actually quite a bit uh but he's like dude you just got to do it that's the smart way to do it otherwise you're just going to be doing your same act once this thing comes out and i i you know i'm setting up a tour that i will announce uh Basically, when the special comes out, I'm going to do the whole country, uh, and uh, hopefully some people actually, I'll get some traction, and people actually come out to my shows now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I get a good 10 people in every city nowadays, but uh, but I think this is going to help a lot and get my stuff out there, but it'll be all new stuff, and so it's kind of trial by fire. I, I really have no choice but to yeah. get that next thing. You know, that's what it does. It's interesting because when you put your first special out, it takes, if you really think about it, all the jokes and everything you put in it, you know, for me, it's the last six years. You know what I mean? I've got, I've got a couple of jokes on there that were like, I wrote year two and now have they changed a lot? Totally. But I started them way back then, you know, and yeah. now I'm like working on a new hour and it's been a month, you know? So, so it's like, I got about, I got about a minute 50 of the next hour. So well, here's the good news is uh, you could hire Joe Coy to write for you now. Oh, my gosh. I watched it. I, <laughs> Big, how do you feel about it? I, uh, I like Joe Coy. I love uh, Joe Coy, too. I just thought he bombed horribly. Vic, Victor, did you watch the Golden Globes? I saw more I posts like about it. it than anything. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it, but I've heard a lot of comics not say good things about it. I haven't seen like, oh, Joe Coy yeah. killed it. Yeah. I rewatched it 
well, I didn't rewatch. I watched it for the first time on on YouTube. I didn't hate it as much as everyone made. Like he, he was getting some laughs. Yeah. I didn't hate it as much as everyone made it seem like it was going to be. I thought it was going to be nothing but silence. But there was definitely some awkward moments where he was like, I didn't write these. And I was like, oh, he's throwing them under the bus. <laughs> like, yeah. The, the, the second he did that, I was like, all right, so you probably shouldn't hire a Joe Urell next year to, when you host it, you know? Yeah, it was uh, it's wild. <laughs> or Tony Hinchcliffe. I don't know. Bad. Williams for five seconds. Oh yeah, Cat Williams. He should host the Golden Globes next year. I think it would be great. Oh yeah, let him uh, let him tear down Hollywood. Then I would like it. I, I loved I loved when Ricky Gervais did it. That was fun. Oh yeah, that was legendary. Did back in the day. I liked I like when he shits on them all. I like when they're mean to the when yeah. you know it's kind of the thing. They should sit there. They should take their whoopings, get their trophies, and you know have a yeah. good time. I think about the Stanley Swift joke. It wasn't even a bad joke. It was just kind of like, no, it it was a good joke. He just didn't tell it right. Like maybe he messed up on a word or something. He stumbled. Yeah. 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 Stumbled in camera cuts or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's what it, that's what happened. So that's all. Yeah. Everyone's giving him shit for that joke. Like you bullied Taylor Swift. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I can't. Everyone's too nuts. Yeah. You know who I think would be great is TJ. I think TJ would host that really well. Oh, he'd be great. He'd be oh. a great host for that kind of stuff. Yeah, he would be awesome. Uh, I made a post about Cat Williams. I, I, I got to be honest, I haven't watched the whole thing. Okay. For sure. Have you watched the whole thing? I, I don't watch podcasts as I listen to them. Because I think uh, when I watch stuff, it's like I feel... I don't know. Like, it's very hard for me with my Asperger's to watch people because it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to even do this because, like, I'm actually I'm acting like I'm looking at the camera, but I'm actually looking at my porn on my phone. Nice. Yeah. You showed us the other. What's your uh, what's your go to porn? Oh, oh, what is it? Um, this, this is a whole nother podcast andrew uh <laughs> i like them all like holy lord you know you know what's weird is i was watching porn and you know how porn has like a little count like on youtube you know like it shows you how many other people watch it yeah, yeah. You, do, do you know this or do you not yeah, know that yeah, yeah. yeah how many views i know exactly what you're talking about. yeah I so like, like the popular stuff more of an indie guy myself yeah but see, like whenever I watch porn, I think to myself, "Holy Lord, uh, four hundred million ninety-two other people have a black gangbang fetish." Yeah, they do. That's a popular one. I, that I, is I, a popular one. That's a popular one, right there, dude. Everyone <laughs> wants to see a black guy bang their wife. That's all. Yeah. That's what I've learned on the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want. I got a. I got an Oculus, so I, I. I tried some VR porn out. Oh, I just got one of those. I haven't tried the VR porn though. Is it fun? Oh, well, I'm about to. It is well. It can be a little overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's fun. You can do like the you know the most the normal one is you're like you're sitting in a chair. You got it on. You're just getting a beach. Yeah. And then you know, hilarity ensues or something. And you know, it's uh, it's it's good. But one time I I watched a orgy 
and with the Oculus. And that was uh, interesting because, you know, you get the headphones in and, and it's like spatial sound, right? Yeah. So I can like watching these two people go at it there. And I'm like, this is nice. And then, uh, and then I'm looking over there. I'm watching other people. And then I hear something else. There's people behind me. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I didn't realize there were people behind. This was a 360. It wasn't like a 180. So Because it makes you I, turn and you don't realize it. So it's, yeah. And obviously, I was watching porn, so I wasn't, I was laying down. Oh, okay. Uh, you were lying down. Huh. As you would. So I was like, okay, well, shit, I want to know what's going on <laughs> I, behind me. I jerk off watching off. porn standing up. That you you will with the Oculus. You'll have to to get yeah. the full experience. Yeah, yeah. And then I catch myself on my knees in the middle of my bed, standing up, just like looking all the way around and going at it. And then I was like, if anyone walked into my room right now, this would be, this is just like a fucking. And then you know what's funny is on that Pete Davidson show, that's basically the first scene. Yeah. And like that. Uh. What? Yeah. That the like first scene of the show. His mom catches him jerking off wearing an Oculus. Which is um, hilarious. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why I'm scared to like try it because I'm I don't want to like accidentally jizz my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, do you live with her? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. There, there, there was a pandemic, Andrew. You don't remember that? Oh, I, I had remember to, the pandemic. I had to move back that's in. My life. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what's it like uh, working with Mark Norman? Because you hooked us up with Mark Norman, and I love Mark Norman. Yeah, but... how was that? Oh, you didn't listen to it? No, I, I'm so busy, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> Don't do that to people, man. You can't do that to Andrew. Andrew's a nice guy. You can't... Hey, did you watch Did you watch the podcast that you uh, recommended the dude with? Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, he called Keith a fatty. It was oh, fucking yeah. hysterical. Oh, he calls everyone fatty. Yeah, Victor is laughing so hard because, like, Vic, like I don't mean to brag, but Victor's a little bigger than me. And he acted like Victor was the skinniest guy in the world, and he just went off on me. I was like, oh, this is fun. That's fun. <laughs> he, does, he does. He calls everyone fatty, though. I would, I, oh, I was, oh, oh yes. <laughs> I thought he was calling Keith fat. I was, yeah. it was so funny. It was the funny thing. Like, it was like, Keith's like, hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah, shoot, fatty. <laughs> it, was, it was so nonchalant. It was the funniest fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, that's his love language, man. He, 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 he everyone fatty. Well, now that I know that, I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. When you first hang out with him, you don't know that. And I, in the same way, and I, you know, I, I struggle with weight gain up and down and stuff like that. And uh, and he kept calling me fatty, and I was like, and I remember walking away from like the weekend, being like. This guy's kind of a dick. <laughs> like it took me a second to realize, oh, he just then he called everyone. He was like calling everyone fatty, you know. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, okay, good. I was like, man, I just thought he really thinks I'm a fat guy. Yeah. Uh, thought about uh, Keith. That's what he, that's what I thought that he was saying about Keith. Yeah. I even asked Victor. I was like, Victor, am I really that fat? Like it was uh it was great, but I was I was like, holy lord. Now he's great to work with though. He's good to he's really fun. He's one of the only comics I've done a weekend with. Obviously, we do. We've done a lot of weekends. You've, you know, been over the over the seas together. Um, he's one of my favorite comics to work with because he's such a nerd about comedy, and we write a lot together. Yeah. And uh, it'll be like, you know, I got an idea. He's got every time we're doing a weekend. He goes, "You got anything new?" 
I'm like, yep, yeah, this is what I got. He's just, I'm like, you got anything new? This is what I got. And then we just bounce back and forth for a while. We try it on stage. We kind of, we, we, we kind of push each other to do new stuff on the shows. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's always fun and, and a good thing. Um, you know, the guy carries a wad of papers in his pocket this big at all times. And it's just like scrap notes that he wrote stuff on. Um, oh, I thought, was, I thought it was a lot of ones or something. No, no, it's a lot of just paper. And, uh, uh, and we do, uh, he might be rich enough now, he just uses ones as notepads. But, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> whenever uh, whenever I go to a strip club, I like before I flap in a, uh, a Washington, I got to make sure the jokes. Sure on it. Yeah, I got to make sure the jokes, I'm just giving away bad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's cool. Yeah, you'd like you'd like hanging out with him. He's 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 a simple man. He puts it back. We, we, you know, we like to drink. We have, we have a lot of the similar uh, similar tendencies. He's an awkward weirdo, and so am I, and so are you. So you know, yeah. We could all, I we I all think sit in the same room and not say anything to each other. Oh no, definitely. Uh, I think I think you're you're a great uh like. I think that's what kind of works with you guys is because you know how to write in his voice. You know what I mean? So that that's very great. Yeah, it's been it's been a uh, it's been pretty cool. You know, I was really proud. He just had his special come out this year, and uh, and I was I spent the last year with him. Not every gig, but like a ton of those gigs, and just watching it grow and helping with some of it, and uh, it was really neat to see. Uh, a full scale Netflix production doing four shows in Chicago in a big theater and just everything, you know, everything that went into that. Yeah. Have you, uh, have you ever bombed like so bad that you thought, uh, maybe I should quit comedy? Man, I just had a bomb the other day opening for the Sklar brothers. Uh, good buddies, good people. And uh, explain to the folks who the scholar brothers are. Brothers? <laughs> no, no, we we know them. I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny you said that because somebody they were just told me a story yesterday about how they did this club recently, and this guy was like, "We're such big fans. We're huge fans. Uh, so glad you're here. Thanks so much." And then when they're getting the show, they're announcing everyone on the show. They call them the Skyler Brothers and brought them on stage. <laughs> so. I think I was hosting that show. <laughs> Were you really? No, but that's something I would oh. do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're they're great. They're they're big sports guys, and you know, uh, they've been friends for a long time. I went up, and so the University of Michigan football team championship was here yesterday. Yeah. And so they were doing a show here in town, and it was basically for all Michigan fans, and uh, and because they went to Michigan. And so they all come out, and it's all just fucking people not from Houston, Michiganders, if you will. And then, uh, and I go up and I start throwing stuff out there that's uh, they were not ready for. They were not ready for anything dark, uh, any dark stuff. I talked about race. There was not a black person in the room, and they were like, I don't know. And uh, they freaked out. And one lady goes, "Get off stage!" <laughs> it was awesome. Did you? Uh, did you say get off stage before I call my black boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, she yelled at me, man. It was brutal. But uh, I called. I got. It was. It was actually at a weird part of my set where I was talking about kinks. Yeah. Kind of mm -hmm. off, 
like I was like talking to the audience. I it was one of those things where I also knew what I was doing. I uh, I could tell early on that they were like getting upset by the darker stuff. Yeah, and then I was like. I'll just keep going with it instead yeah. of like, oh, let me pivot to my easy stuff. I go, let me just mess around with it. And then uh, my favorite part about it is the Sklar brothers stayed in their green room the whole time and did not see my set. So when I got off, they were like, you crushed, dude. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. That's the best, though. Like, honestly, like, when yeah. the headliner doesn't see your set, and they're like, ah, thank you so much. And then oh, you know yeah. you did terrible. Yeah, I'm doing their podcast in a couple of weeks. Thank God they didn't see it. So, uh, Oh, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Victor, you got any uh, questions for the great Andrew Youngblood? Yeah. Um, how has comedy changed since the pandemic in Texas and Houston? Well, Texas, you know... The pandemic was great for me, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different world. Like Texas was one of the only places we could continue doing comedy after a short period of time with like caveats, obviously, you know, we basically went from like these packed rooms to like these socially distanced rooms to like this, you know, uh, but it just happened to be the last thing I did me, the way me and Mark became good friends, uh, the last thing both of us did was this thing called the Hawaii Comedy Festival in Hawaii, obviously. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was the last thing before COVID. And we go, we do it. We uh, we don't really know each other that well then. We knew each other, but we didn't know each other well. But he comes out to one of my sets. He watches. He's like, good stuff, man. And then, uh, and then we hung out a little bit. We talked and uh, put it back, drank. We rented scooters. We jumped off cliffs. We were like, we had a whole Hawaii experience. And then the world shut down. Yeah. And so then we were just like joking for the first couple months of pandemic. Like, remember Hawaii? Like it was like, that was like the kind of the <laughs> joke. And, uh, and then when Texas started opening back up, they started bringing down comics. Well, we brought Mark down. Mark's like, you want to open up? And I go, yeah. And so that weekend is like the weekend we really became solid friends. And then I started opening up for him a lot during the pandemic um so while a lot of people were like oh i'm limited to stage time i was getting in front of the biggest crowds i'd ever been in front of before and yeah. so that was really exciting for me um you know i'll probably get some haters for doing it doing it but uh it is that's also how i got COVID though so oh yeah, yeah. i got COVID, nice. so, so i get i knew the risk i almost died i had it for like a month i ended up in the hospital the whole thing oh my, oh, my god but, yeah it was brutal it's brutal, but I made it through, and now I got a special, so that's pretty good. Well, what's the name of the special? Have you decided on that? No, I got it. It's I'll tell you this. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the name of it. Oh, uh. yeah, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I'll tell you this. I was like, all right, I want the juicy deets. <laughs> No, no, I'll tell you this. That's the name of the special, sorry. Uh, oh, no. Technically, no the full name of the special, it's a little bit long. The technical full name of it is Mark Norman Presents Andrew Youngblood. I'll tell you this. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Man, wow. It's daunting, but it's, uh, that's technically the full name of the special. Oh, maybe Mark will uh, produce my special called Mark Norman, Keith Reza, I'll tell you what Andrew Youngblood said. 
and then you just recap my (laughs) 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 oh man uh but no so i the other thing i wanted to ask you is uh uh did you get the hat i hooked you up with yeah i almost wore it but it doesn't really fit right it doesn't fit you (laughs) but it's okay i got it i got it on a mannequin yeah put it on a mannequin in my house because I, I hooked you up with the red because uh I only have blue and green. So I, I texted Lojo and I said, hey, do you have any red? She said no, but she sent me the guy who makes them and the guy who just sent me too. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, Thank man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to have it. Yeah. That's a that's an original uh, sports hat. So, yeah, that's cool. Your hat says awesome. uh, your, your hat says free. This is your pod. This is your podcast. I feel like I when we met that weekend, I asked you so many questions about Norm that like I could talk about it all. I'm sure you've talked about it a billion times on this podcast. So your listeners are like, yeah, but they love they love they love Norm because Norm's a big part of me. So like, if you have any Norm questions, you know, answer. Uh, I just I, I tell you my <laughs> Norm story. Yeah, you, you told me that. Uh, he did your festival and we were, we were trying to figure out who was his opener because it was not me. So yeah, yeah. we were gay man. So I say it was Barry Sobel, Victor. That's what I say. Did he have glasses? He had glasses. It was Barry Sobel. It had to be. Sorry. My bad. It was, yeah, that's probably who it was. Can you pull it? Is there a way to pull up a photo? You just Google Barry Soul. <laughs> Keith, Keith, that isn't what he asked. Of course he knows how to do it. I thought with the dog photo in the back, I figured one of you guys had an ability to do something. But I don't know. No, but I, 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 the dog I, photo I, in the back made me think this podcast was more high tech than it is. Oh my god. I, I'm willing I'm, I'm willing to bet money that it was, but then I remember I showed you a picture and you said that wasn't him. So then then I thought maybe it was Stevie Ray from Sting. I showed you a picture, and you're like, "That wasn't him." And then I was like, "I have no idea." Then I have no idea either. But yeah, but yeah. so the, the story that you told me is that Norm did a set, and he saw a comic in the audience who had like the biggest juggers, and he started talking to her. No, you, hold on. You're no. There's <laughs> that wasn't true. Okay. No, it is no. Uh, you, uh, okay. You're, you're messing it up a little bit. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just getting the short facts, like the JFK assassination. It was John Wilkes so Norm, Norm comes in and oh, yeah. the uh, he wants to do a sound check, which was absurd to me. But I was like, okay, it's Norm. Like, you know, we guys want to do a sound check. He wants to do a noon sound check, and we're like, this is so weird. But we show up at noon. He shows up with this mystery gay opener, and uh, and very sober. <laughs> potentially he goes uh this is the first thing that norm says to me is he goes uh i go hey norm i'm a big fan uh so glad you could join us thank you for doing the festival and, and i go how was san antonio he was at san antonio the night before and he goes eh, last night i had a chili dog and oh my stomach hurts uh but uh you know if this guy uh if a guy had a chili dog and this guy uh would probably want to eat their ass because he's gay that's the first thing he ever said to me. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is going Wait, on? Was it, it this kid? Neither one of those guys. Okay, so what, okay, that guy's Robert Robin Williams. Williams. The other guy's not, not him. It's not this guy. Yeah. 
fuck. That took like Unless 20 minutes. Sorry. Unless that guy aged like well, incredibly. Well, Robin Williams passed away in 2014, so a lot has happened in the past 10 years. So I don't. I mean, well, and that was probably been, taken before then. This would have been. This would have been like eight years. So yeah, so it would have been like two years older than this picture, or four. Yeah, no, no, or, this guy was like 75 years old. That's what it looked like to me. Hmm. This guy was so old. I I wonder if it was Larry Bubbles, but I don't think Bubbles is gay. Dude, Bubbles is not gay, and if he had glasses, yeah. it's definitely not Bubbles. Oh. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't like Barry Sobel anyway. So let's move on to the story. Uh, so, uh, so anyways, he makes that joke. He goes, he does a sound check, and then he goes and he leaves. Comes back for the show, murders the show. Obviously, you know, he kills. He like he picks up like someone's merch DVD they left on the stage because of the festival. Like shows are in and out all night. Right. He just read the back and shit on it the whole time. Like <laughs> he just fucked around and murdered the whole thing. And uh, and then he he's like, uh, Andrew, can I get one of those? Uh, what are they? Uh, it's a, like a a drink. It's like a, in a can of. Uh, it's like a can. It's a red a red can. You got any red cans? I go. Do you want a Coca Cola? He goes. Yeah. I go. What's wrong? It's like say be normal. And then uh, he goes. I heard there's an after party. I go. Yeah. There's an after party. Uh, I got to run over there now. He goes. Can I get go up? I go. Of course you can go up, man. And so uh, so we get and we had a driver like a town car for the night and uh, yeah. he gets in it with me. And he's looking for his opener. He goes, we got to find the opener. And I go, I go, he's actually at, he went to a steak dinner with my friend, weirdly enough. And, uh, and he goes, okay, well, let's go get him. And then we, uh, it's late. The the party's already running late. We get, we pull up to the restaurant and uh, we walk in to go get his friend. I actually go, hey, let me run in there to go get him. And, and he's like, no, 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 no. I want to go in with you. I go, okay. We go in and then he sits down and he goes, uh, let's get a steak. I go, no, we got to go, man. I was like, hey, there's no, I was like, I can't, I was like, I gotta go. And then, uh, and then eventually I go, all right, man, I love you, dude. Uh, thanks for doing the festival. I have to go to get the show going. Otherwise, you know, comics are already pissed at me. Like they're like angry. What's his name? Uh, what's that roast battle comic? Mike, uh, he's got a Asperger's himself. Uh, Mike Lawrence. Mike uh, Lawrence, I got. He's hosting the after party. And we, we were waiting on Norm norman dragging his feet so long i get there and mike's pissed he's like why am i still here we haven't started yet i was like we're waiting for norm it was a whole thing yeah and, uh, anyways so i leave norm at the restaurant and i'm like there's no way norm's coming like i've given up right and so he goes i'll be there i go no you won't and then uh bars close at 2 a.m at 1 59 in the morning norm walks in and he walks up to me he's like hey uh can i go up and i was like <laughs> The bar closes it too, you know, and uh, and I go, okay, let me see what I can do. And I walked up to the manager and all the bartenders, and we we gave each bartender a hundred dollars, and we go, you don't have to serve anymore, just let Norm go up for as long as he wants to go up, and then we will, uh, and then we'll get out of here. And so at one fifty nine in the morning, there's fifty people left at the show at this point, hmm. and. Uh, he goes, well, he goes, he goes, well, my opener has to go up first. So the old gay guy goes up first and then he goes up and he does about an hour and a half. It feels like it was killer, but uh, in it, this is actually a pretty cool and emotional thing. I think uh, there's a stripper in the audience 
and she had cancer to the point where she had a tube out of her out of her collarbone that she had to go every year and oh at God. some point he was doing crowd work and started talking to her and then he talked to her for the next hour mm -hmm. about her having cancer and the whole time he would have had cancer at that time which is oh. pretty insane and uh it was a pretty looking back it made that experience a little bit crazier you know like uh and uh and but he killed he took some photos with her she, when he passed she actually did this huge post and was like i had cancer i was like in a bad way and he really got me through it that night and i was like man was, i cried reading her post and um and she's not a comic she's just a she's just a person who's just there for the show yeah and then and then to lighten it up afterwards, we go downstairs and me, Norm, and my buddy Zod Devji, who's a killer comic, um, we're all drinking at the bar. And there's a another girl at the end of the bar that goes by the name, uh, well, her name's Abby, but everyone calls her Big Tits Abby on account of <laughs> Big and, uh, and, uh, and so we're all sitting there and we're drinking and we're talking we're having a good time and oh it's like four in the morning at this point and then i see norm's on the phone I'm like what the hell is who's who could norm be on the phone with in houston texas at 4 30 in the morning and uh and he says hey uh you want to get out of here and then i look over and he's on the phone with big tits abby and he's just <laughs> they're next to each other on the phones with each other and then they get up and they go and I'm sure they had a great night and a good time. Yeah. And, uh, so we don't know what happened after that, but yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure they, I'm sure he got her home safely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. And respectfully. But that's you know, my norm. That's my one norm experience. Yeah. That story you told me, like, I mean, I obviously wasn't there, but I've done so many of those stories. So like, I know the feeling of, Hey Norm, we gotta be somewhere at whatever, and then he wastes four hours, and then he gets us there at the right when the clock's about to tick. I know the feeling of him just uh, going over his time, and I remember one time I, I've I've said this story before, but like there was an earthquake and he was bombing, and uh, it was sold out. It was like six hundred people, so he just stayed on stage until all six hundred people left. And the club like shut the doors at like 3 a.m. And like he was still on. So like I find him so incredible because he got off on that. Like that was like what comic wants people to walk out and he wanted all 600. Like he didn't get off until. So it was great. That's, a, that's absurd. I would yeah. love to be there. I'd love to watch that though. It was one of the worst nights of my life because I wanted to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, man. I so I I'm glad that you got that story because uh, you know, like I said, that's something I've experienced. But just uh, for you to experience because I know you're a big fan. I I'm glad that that happened to you, man. Yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty cool. You know, I consider him one of the best and. Uh, He's one of my favorites to listen to the podcast. I, I re-listen to those clips all the time. Uh, you know, him on the couch are one of my favorite dude. When I'm just feeling a little bored, I, I literally go Norm MacDonald on the couch or like Norm MacDonald uh, tonight show and just watch all those him on the tonight, like him on, he was the best on the couch that I think ever existed. Oh yeah. He's so, 
And uh, and so I, I've rewatched those clips a thousand times. And uh, I do feel very lucky to have uh, gotten like a day with him. You yeah, know what I mean, I, I, spent, I spent a long day mostly being annoyed by him, but also laughing along the way, you know. Well, it's funny now, but like at the time of the moment, I, I could just imagine your annoyance. You know what I mean? Oh, I was so annoyed. I was like, this yeah. guy, okay. When I left him at the steakhouse, I was like, what a turd. I was just like over it. And then he showed up and I was like, oh, him again. And then yeah. when he's on stage, I was like, oh, yeah, I love this guy, uh, you know, but, uh, it's it's so hard because like you know he's my favorite comic ever and he was one of my best friends but i can't even listen to pot the podcasts anymore or watch him on tv anymore watching that zoom special it took me probably a month just to finish it like it was so it's just so emotionally draining i can't do it you know i i bet man yeah uh, did you get to did you get to watch him run that special in front of a crowd? Yeah, we were we were training for it, and one of my yeah, one one of my jokes that I wrote got into the special, so I thought that was kind of cool. Kind of how like one of your jokes got in one of Mark Norman's special. So like I thought that that was, even though it was a Zoom thing, I still thought it was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it wasn't it was a Zoom thing, but it was also a Netflix thing. Yeah, well, Netflix released it. He didn't film it on Zoom for Netflix. The whole goal was to film it, and actually, he did that. I didn't even know he did it on Zoom until it got released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I I watched it, and it was a, uh, it was. It's definitely a sad thing. It's a, like it's hilarious and sad, and the dog barking, and there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things in it, you know. Um, yeah. But if you're a fan, I feel like it's kind of emotional. I can't imagine being like a close friend, you know. Yeah. So, well, Andrew, I have uh, two more questions. I want to respect your time, Victor. Do you have any more questions for Andrew Youngblood? Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I got kind of scared. I was like, oh god, I hope I get to ask this one uh, because I like to ask this question. So we have three more questions. We want to respect your time, Victor. Take so, it away. Absolutely. Uh, what is uh, the one piece of advice that you've gotten from a headliner that has really helped you as a comedian? You know what? The big this guy is a he's a headliner, but he's a small time headliner. He did, he does a he's been doing a lot longer than me. He actually he featured for Joe Coy on the road forever. This guy named Chase DeRusso and uh, um, close friend, New York comic now. Used to be from Houston, but he I think about him every time to this day before I go on stage. And uh, he came up to me after a set one time or right before a set. And uh, he goes, hey, Andrew, remember people like you and also remember you love stand up. So no matter what the audience is doing, just remember this is fun for you and have fun up there. So I just repeat to myself, I tell myself, have fun on stage, have fun on stage. I do that all the time before I get on stage and I have a good time, no matter how it goes, I'll yeah. have a good time. And then if uh, and sometimes when I, when I forget to do that. I go up there and then I go, fuck, I didn't do it. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not having fun. Up like his remind, I literally see his dumb bald headed face go, have fun up there. He always calls me young bleasy because I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I always see his face saying, Andrew, have fun. Uh, so that's my that's my advice. Is just we're we're in it because we love it. So if you're going up there and you're getting depressed, you're doing it wrong. Oh, for and sure. You, no matter what 
no matter what level you're doing it at, whether there's five people in the audience, two people, 500, 1,000, you know, just remember to have fun because if you're not having fun, well, why are you even in this? Well, the way I look at it is even if there's three people in a show, if they bought a ticket, they're there to see you. So you should give them what you could. You know what I mean? And yeah, of course. So uh, one of my questions for you is uh, how now that you're headlining, because when, when you're opening or featuring, you don't really have to deal with this. That's more on the headliner. But now that you're headlining, uh, how do you handle like if clubs say, hey, you're not good enough for my club. Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Do you, how do you move well, on? Well, I, I haven't had a lot of that yet. So, okay. you know, I'm, I'm pretty new. I'm not like, I'm having a lot of one nighters, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm not, I haven't gotten, I haven't really gotten week into weekends yet. I'm hoping that this special will switch that up a bit, you know? Um, but as I get a lot of off nights and, and I think, I think I've gotten pretty lucky with the people I've opened up for, uh, you know, between between Mark and TJ and Ari and, you know, uh, a guy named Daniel Van Kirk. There's a ton of, you know, I think between all these different people, I almost have like a vouch res resume. So most people are like, oh, we'll give this guy a shot. You know? Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've only I've only done a handful of actual weekends where I'm headlining, and uh, so yeah, I'm almost I'm just like all off nights right now. So I haven't got that. Usually, I think the rejection comes when you email someone and they just don't reply, and then yeah, like, all right, well there's rejection, and I don't feel bad about that because you know I help book some stuff here in Houston, and I often forget to reply. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so I try I, to make it too personal. Yeah, but see, like with me, I email people over and over again until they either reply, stop emailing me, and then I respond. Like, for example, Victor and I were just talking about this. I got rejected on a guest on Razor Riffs, right? And uh, they're like, hey, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Joe Coy can't do it right now. And I said, all right, I'll try again in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you don't want to do it, huh? Yeah. The guy's going into hiding. Yeah. But uh, so my last question for you, Andrew Youngblood, is uh, if you could go into a time machine and talk to a younger version of yourself, it could be from yesterday or the day before, and give them uh, advice what you know now, what would you say? Quit. Quit while you're <laughs> ahead. Quit? <laughs> oh. No. Uh, man, that's tough. You know what it would be? Pull out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think I don't know. I got a lot of mistakes. I think uh I mean I love my kids, uh obviously. Uh huh. That's a tough one. Comedy related stuff. Or life, seem, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it does seem like a waste if I have a time machine. I go back in time and I just tell myself about open mics. Right. <laughs> like, hey, don't take it so seriously, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, that seems like a waste of a time machine. Uh, I'd probably go back in time. You know what I would do? I would go back in time to the Atlanta Patriots game. And I would tell myself, hey, man, I know that Atlanta is up by 30 points. But if you take all the money you have right now and put it in the Patriots, 
that for life, dude. And I would just do that, and I'd be rich, and I'd never have to do anything. <laughs> That's great advice. Oh man, good. yeah. So, Andrew, where can the folks at home follow and support you at? Uh, at No Youngblood on all my social media, Instagram, Twitter that I never use, but mostly Instagram and TikTok and all that nonsense. Uh, I got a podcast called The Mess Hall with Jamie Rowan, a uh, great comic, and uh, that comes out every single Tuesday. And then I got a special coming up on Mark Norman's YouTube with, uh, I mean, it's my special, and it'll be out in March. Pay attention to all my social media because I will be blasting it. I'll be on every goddamn podcast I can think of over the next uh, couple months. And, uh, ooh, that's yeah. it. Well, let me, let me know when it comes out. I will, I, I won't not only watch it. I will buy it. I will like send you $20 and say, Hey, even though I'm watching it on the YouTube, I'm buying it. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, no, I will. Cause I love you. Andrew Youngblood. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me guys. Both of you. Thank you. Definitely. All right. And, uh, we'll subscribe, rate, review. We'll see you guys next week. And Andrew, don't leave. Cause I want to ask you one question off the clock. Ooh. Hey, Rifters, just giving you a heads up. Andrew Youngblood's special has been announced and it will be released on Mark Norman's platform on March 28th. So go get it. Enjoy. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee. Right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it and we'll rift with you again soon.